0: Hello, it's Fern here popping in quickly before the show because I really want to hear from you I am forever grateful to you every single time you press play on an episode of happy place and this show really is for you so in the interest of doing more stuff that you love and less of the stuff you're not bothered by I would love it if you took a couple of minutes to fill out a little survey for me the link will be in the show notes your input on the content and the format and the guests and all those types of things is so important to help me and the Happy Place team shape the future of Happy Place. So just click on the link in the show notes to share all your thoughts and musings. I appreciate you loads hello this is happy place i'm fern cotton and this week i'm speaking to a man who has lived through quite a lot it's magician stephen frayne known to you and me as dynamo
1: if you do have to go to the bathroom having crones you can be in there for 40 minutes that day thinks you've done a runner you know i'm glad my wife didn't didn't uh, do a runner when i went to the toilet for 40 minutes on our first day
0: <laughs> she just sat there and thought this is worth the wait yeah this guy is a blimmin' inspiration. No matter how much you know about his journey, I can promise you, spend the next 45 minutes with us and you'll be ready to face anything today throws at you. Now, this was recorded back in February, back when we could use an actual studio, which feels like another lifetime ago. Since we recorded this episode, Steven's posted that he's tested positive for COVID-19, a horrible thing for anyone but particularly when you have Crohn's disease. He said that he's through the worst of it now, which is remarkable in itself. Dynamo, please get well soon. We're sending you so, so much love. As you know, let's keep others from getting this horrible virus and stay indoors if you can, listen to podcasts, read good books, be with loved ones if you can. If not, Zoom them, FaceTime them, all that jazz. I was trying to think when I last saw you, and I know you you came onto my Radio One show many times back in the day, but I haven't seen you since, and we have got a lot to talk about. How are you first of all
1: I'm very good, yeah, I'm alive, and uh you know I'm just excited about what's coming next in my life uh about a bit of an up and down couple of years so it's just good to kind of be out there doing magic again and stuff like that Mm, yeah i
0: bet it i bet it feels amazing when i was um leading up to today i started watching back some of your older shows to sort of refresh my memory and just see you in action again and I've, i've obviously been lucky enough to see you in person do what you do which is just obviously astounding my son who's seven is now hooked he is just obsessed with watching your shows and had never really seen magic. So What's his just name? Rex.
1: Oh, shout out to Rex. Hopefully, Rex, I'll see you in person at some point and do some magic for you in real life.
0: He would freak. Because, you know, this is the thing, like, for small kids, everything is quite magical. But when you see magic, it just blows your mind. And it's lovely that that translates to adults. And it's something that you said, you summed up so beautifully at the start of one episode. And I can't remember the exact wording, but you said something like that you love doing magic because you just want to eliminate stress for people, even if it's for a few moments, so that that they see the magic out there. And I thought, what a wonderful notion, because we're sort of a bit dead to it as we're adults.
1: Yeah, I also think that magic is the one thing that has the ability to make us all feel like children again mm. as we get older more cynical we want to feel like that sense of wonder that we got growing up as a child you know when everything was just amazing to us and as we get older you know we start to lose that but when you witness magic it makes you first just go wow and secondly you instantly look you, you look around like i need to ask somebody i need <laughs> yeah. to ask i need to ask an adult how this is possible yeah. So I think that's, you know, that's the beauty of magic. And I think that's why I love it so much, but also why I think other people tend to gravitate towards it.
0: And it allows you to um, remember there are other options and that you can look outside the box because we all get so used to going, well, this is how it is. I wake up. This is what happens. I go to work. I come home. And for there to be other bizarre options out there or other ways other perspectives to to have because i guess magic a lot of it is is your perception of something happening yeah and i love that it's an eye opener in that way and it's watching you again has made me think how much it applies to our own lives and how we're so blind to so much out there
1: i do believe that there is no blueprint to life I think there's obviously uh, people to look up to and maybe possible paths to try and take and to try and be like somebody else, you know, in a positive way. But I think that, you know, sometimes it's very easy to kind of forget that we are just all individuals and we can kind of do our own thing and, you know, there's no right or wrong way to do things.
0: Dynamo, I feel like your life story is one of sort of modern folklore now. Like we all know about this, this sort of wonderful pivotal moment in your life where you're a teenager. You're being bullied at the time. Your grandfather, who you're very close to, teaches you a trick where you hold your own weight down and that ignited this... I guess, inquisition into, well, what is magic and how can it help my life? Is that correct?
1: That's the cliff notes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I was getting bullied at school. I was a really skinny kid. They used to throw me into a wheelie bin. My grandpa showed me a technique to stop them being able to lift me up, which then I used at school. It stopped me getting bullied, scared people away a little bit, kind of alienated me to some extent, because people thought I was a crazy demon child. (laughs) Right. Um, But it got me through my school years. And then i kind of liked this the stuff that my grandpa was teaching me and when i went to college which was a college a bit further away from the school i went to so nobody knew me i had like a fresh start and on the first day when they say no oh, what do you what do you like i play football i play i dance uh, i'm Stephen. i do magic and they're like magic what and that was like the first time i'd ever perform magic for like entertainment purposes and i performed magic at college ended up dropping out of college because magic was something that I wanted to pursue further. Mm. And, yeah, I guess the rest is history.
0: So when you were a teenager, were you kind of aware that you were using magic as a survival technique, essentially? It never dawned
1: on me that this was something I was ever going to go on to do for a living. Um, You know, my grandma still thinks I'm going to get a proper job. (laughs) But I, uh, yeah... She lives in hope. Yeah. It was my survival technique.
0: And how did that affect your confidence? Like, knowing people that were kind of sat in awe of what you were capable of doing and that your hard work was now not only a survival technique but was paying off in a way where people were kind of mesmerized by what you were doing did that did that give you a kind of a boost and 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 make you feel differently about who you were as a person
1: definitely gave me some confidence uh it it made me feel i guess to a certain extent validated but at that time i feel like i just wanted to fit in because i was you know i was an outsider for most of my school years and magic was one thing that kind of brought people closer to me uh, and made me feel a bit special but it wasn't until i got a lot older and actually the, actually the success of magician impossible my first tv series um that really made me finally feel comfortable just being myself I think up until that point I was always kind of playing a character or I was always hiding behind the magic whereas the the support and the kind of the way that people embraced me when TV show came out um, really kind of made me feel just comfortable like people accepted me for me because I put a lot into my show as you've said some of the quotes you've taken from my TV shows um, were it was just my real honest thoughts and opinions and uh, before then I didn't really know if people were going to engage with them or if they were going to relate to them in that way so i think you know it's taken a long journey but you know all the adversities all the things i've been through have kind of put me in a position where now i just feel super comfortable i'm very lucky and fortunate that people like me for me and that they love magic
0: i so relate and i think we often assume that if we are just ourselves and we drop all the bullshit and we don't act or we we drop the mask, whatever, people are going to reject us or or alienate us or we won't feel connected to other people. But I would say, I would put a punt on saying almost, you know, maybe 100% of the time, if you are just you and you are speaking your truth and you are being honest, even if it's not the norm or it's not what everyone else is doing, that's going to be the thing that that does connect you with people and that allows you to... Forge proper relationships with people, yeah. but we're sort of scared to do it.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's it's important to stress in this day and age with things like social media and Instagram being at the height and levels of what they are. But you know, when I was younger at school, I hundred percent fell into the trap of trying to fit in, right? Mm-hmm. And I cared so much about what the kids in school thought about me and their opinions. And if anything was said to me in a negative way, it was really it went really took to heart. Um, but one thing I realised growing up as an adult, which I wish I knew back then, um, is that nothing any of the kids said at school has any relevance to my life yeah. right now. And it, it doesn't. It, like, kids can be cruel and, you know, people behind a keyboard on social media can be cruel. You know, it's cyberbullying going on a lot nowadays, yeah. you know, but you have to realise that, like we are the creators of our own destiny like we can choose who we listen to who we don't listen to and i think don't like seriously don't care what anybody else thinks you know be yourself be a good person do things for the right reasons and you know make yourself happy i mean this is the happy place podcast so you, you know, know it's mean? the perfect place to but talk this about is this it.
0: i think if people are being negative from afar like a keyboard warrior or somebody you know someone you work with someone in your family Whatever they chuck your way isn't really about you. It's about much more reflection of them, how yeah. they're feeling, their suffering, whatever. But in those moments, like you said, you know, I still feel it now often. I go, oh, my God, I'm taking this really personally, and I know I am. But you have to get back to what their actions are and the why around it. But it's not easier. And, you know, as you've said, it, for you, it took this sort of incremental process and you finding that comfort in something you were really good at and something, would you say something you're born to do? Do you have those sorts of beliefs or something that you just worked to be good at?
1: I think there was a natural talent and flair and ability for it. Once I found that thing, I tried everything, don't get me wrong. I, I wanted to be a footballer, a skateboarder, BMXer. You know, I, I literally tried everything. Um, but magic was the one thing that really clicked with me and I felt like I, you know, had a bit of a knack for it. And But it was nurturing and hard work that, you know, I wasn't always good at it. You know, I had an ability for it and I had a passion for it, but it's taken years and years of dedication and hard work to to get to the level that I'm at today and I'm still learning. I'm still a, a student in the in the craft you know um, so you know every single day I think it's important to learn you know it's important oh, not I to so shut your mind agree.
0: off. You can never be like I'm at the top of my game. Because then that's it, you're done. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's really great for me to hear, for other people to hear that someone at your level, you know, world class at what you do, is still a student in that. I think that's so fascinating because, of course, there's so many things still to discover and and ways to, and again, goes back to perspective, so many things you can look at in a different way. And I think that's wonderful to hear because we're all weirdly reaching for, I want to be the best that I can be. There is no best because you just keep learning.
1: Yeah, and if as listeners that are at school now uh, or leaving school shortly, please, I I beg you, don't stop learning when you finish school. It's very easy to get out of school and, you know, go into the real world and maybe stop reading books every day, stop studying things. But I, I, I just, I have to say... If you learn every single day, you know, don't stop the process because your mind can keep constantly keep growing and growing and growing. And there's always so much to learn. You'll never get bored. There's also not a question out there that you can think to ask that hasn't been answered by somebody else that's already written in a book somewhere.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think I started learning after school. I barely did a thing in school. I was useless. I was barely there. My learning has all been after school, without a doubt. I think, I so think
1: cool. most of mine was probably after yeah. school. I think the routine of studying came from school. It's kind of drilled yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, the discipline of um, it, yeah. But, you, but often you're studying things that you're not passionate about, mm. but you don't care about. You're doing it because you're told to do it by somebody else. Um, whereas if you keep the the good parts of it, the, the learning process, the structure, the routine, but then you put that onto things that you actually are into then you can create greatness
0: i completely i think it's so important and and that's where you find passion as well when you find that thing that you just obsess about and you can't stop thinking about and you want to learn more about that feeling is the greatest it's gorgeous but So that's
1: the happiness yeah. that it far outweighs any monetary value oh God, far absolutely. outweighs anything you know like that's when someone is happy in themselves because of something they're passionate about that's the real happiness that I think people are always striving you're for. You're chasing it. But they're chasing it sometimes in the wrong direction or mm. chasing the wrong things.
0: I know, I, So, like, I've got a whole order I want to go on, but I need to jump off this order because, as you are saying, too many brilliant things. So you've just reminded me of another... I think it was a video I watched of you and... or well, maybe it was a picture and a comment, but you'd very eloquently written about when you were at the height of your recent illness and you were on a private jet and you were still touring and working and seemingly in the picture oh my god he's on a private jet he's got everything you could possibly supposedly dream of but physically you were shot you were in pain you were in severe discomfort and you would have just rather been on your nan's couch in full health and I love I
1: mean, I'd always rather be on my nan's couch. Of course you would. She makes the best food, you know, weights <laughs> on your hand and foot. She's amazing. Shout-outs to Nell.
0: Oh, Nell. What's her 90 what's her years recipe? old. What's her thing? What's her uh, meal? York,
1: so, massive Yorkshire pudding, oh. right, with her, her own secret recipe, corned beef hash in the middle. It's the best.
0: Oh, Nell. I love Nell already. But I just thought it was so important that that you made that point that, you know, you've had extreme ends of the scale with where you've come from moments you've had of extreme excess and decadence but knowing the importance of health and where your happiness lies and that passion I thought was brilliantly put it's
1: cliched but health is wealth
0: health is wealth we're going to talk about that more in a moment but I, I want to follow on from what we we're talking about when you're you, you, you've got you know, a following now people are interested in what you're doing you're creating spectacle wherever you go and people are fascinated in what you're doing your TV show's doing insanely well you're winning awards left right and centre how do you feel about yourself at that point
1: I mean you know obviously I feel pretty good <laughs> like you know no one wakes up in the morning thinking oh, I don't want to win an award today or I don't want to get complimented you know <laughs> so obviously it's, it's, great, it's great for the ego yeah, um, yeah. but to take the ego out of it you know I, I think I've always been the sort of person who thinks you know I do deep down not in a self-sabotage way but I do think oh, I wish I'd have done that better or mm. I've got I've got improvements to make it's an ongoing process to find greatness and, and to try and do things that are going to inspire people the legacy that I'm kind of working towards is not even a legacy for me anymore. I feel like I've achieved everything that I ever... Well, I've achieved far more than I expected mm. that I was going to. Um, so, for now, it's more about doing things that are going to potentially inspire the, you know, a, a 10-year-old to who watches a video to then go on to follow their dreams and then they go on to be successful and then they inspire a hundred other young people to then go on to follow their dreams. You know, it's, it's like a an ongoing legacy but yeah. far exceeds anything that I've done I mean a hundred years from now if if when they think of magic the dynamo still comes to mind I'll be happy with that but it's not necessarily about me anymore
0: I love that and do you think in those extreme moments of success it helped or hindered your creativity
1: I think it could hinder it a little bit it's very easy to become complacent I, I definitely had bouts where I maybe didn't practice as much as i used to or i took for granted the level i was at you know but that's where you know you kind of you can lose it hmm. that's where other people because um, there's always other people out there you know trying to kind of not vie for your position but there's always other people that want the attention that you're getting and they're always willing to do... Some people are willing to do more than you are to get that attention. Um, I've never really overly concerned myself with being the centre of attention. I've, I'm quite a shy guy. Generally, I'm quite reserved. I keep myself to myself. My favourite times are when I'm just at home chilling with my wife and my dogs and, you know, kind of not doing... Like, not doing anything, you know, particularly. Um, just watching movies and stuff like that. Mm. Netflix and chill. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, like, I, I just think that success can have a negative impact on you if you let it yeah you need good people around you to keep yourself in check you know if you have yes men around you when everything's going great then they're just gonna keep hyping you but then when something you know when things go wrong then these people might just disappear mm. and sometimes it takes things to go wrong to realize who the real true friends are that you've got around you and who the people are that are going to stick by you through the thick and thin
0: And so have you been that through experience? Have you managed to sort of distill that group of people around you quite organically? Or have you sat and gone, right, this person's not working, they need to to go? I've never
1: overly kind of pushed people out in that way. But I think they've almost done it to themselves. Mm. You know, if you don't have to do it, that's the thing. You you know, it's pointless worrying about things you can't control. Yeah. Like, you you can stress about them, but you can't control them. So it's only going to just make you more stressed. It's not going to change the situation. Whereas if you just kind of do something and then let, you know, if, if, you, if something bad happens, focus on how you can get better from that bad situation and everything else will work itself out.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices More surreal than others during that time when you were on your ascent, when things were—I mean, they've, all, they've always been going well—but when you were on that initial climb from being Stephen, you know, being bullied at school to being this, you know, superstar that you are, what were those moments we just thought, "What the heck? Who? I can't believe I'm with these people. I'm in this place. You know, do any uh, I, I still pinch to myself every day. Really? I'm sat with Fern um, Cotton. Oh, shut up! Like
1: no, but Come on. Is, like you know it's it's crazy like I every single day I get to meet people like last night right I was so hyped um, I'd I'd done a Instagram story um, just talking about one of my favourite rap albums one of my favourite rappers uh, Yellow Wolf uh, is a rapper from America he was signed by Eminem's label um, he's not like the most super well known guy but I'm like a super fan of mm. his and I just did a, a post about him and and he replied oh he replied, like, know it you know, happens. it's amazing. And I think that's... I think sometimes, you know, um, we get caught up in the fact that, you know, like, it's so easy to, you know, to get a lot of followers, right? And then not respond to people because you think you're above them, right? Or you think, oh, it's not cool if I reply to them. But I'm like, we don't understand that That one response... For me, to get a response from Yellow Wolf, that's, like, made my week, right? Um, so imagine some kid who's inspired by you writes to you all it takes you can literally write thanks for the support or you can literally write uh, have a great day it doesn't have to be anything big or major but that can change that person's life and cheer them up for the whole week
0: i I think we don't
1: always understand the power that we have um, in this position and i think it's important that you know if you get to a place you know where a level of success and you are influential to to be careful with it it's, it's cliched you know I actually think it was Churchill not Spider-Man that first said this but, you know, <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility but that statement yeah. is, just it rings is true in everything
0: mm. last week I um, I read a brilliant book over Christmas by the actress Busy Phillips and it's a memoir but it's exceptional and I Instagrammed about it and then she started following me I was like oh my, oh my god and I just like nerded out reading about every part in depth of her life and like you say yeah. it is you know, even if it's like a frivolous moment, it's like, oh, my God, that's a lovely little unexpected moment of my day. Brilliant. Yeah, heavenly. Like... So let's talk about the adversity that you've had to face more recently. So as a teenager, you were diagnosed with Crohn's. How did that affect you at, at that point and during your ascent to the success that you're in now? How, did it Did it hinder you in any way? Did it become a focus at that point or were you able to sort of stabilise it and carry on?
1: I mean, it definitely ruined my date life. Right. Crohn's disease and dating, it's not like the best combination. Because most often, right? Think about the average, typical date. Um, I mean, it's different nowadays. with I've I've not actually. I've been married for eight years now, so I, I've kind of missed out on the whole Tinder thing mm, and the same. whole the whole online dating thing. I don't know if that's a good. I, I guess it's a good. I'm thing. I'm grateful that I missed out good, on that. I am. I, yeah, I, I, I'm grateful too. And you know, I'm married my best my best friend. She's amazing. So yeah, but like when I was younger uh, the typical thing to do on a date was to meet and was, was to meet at like a restaurant or something like that you know and which involves eating food uh. but the thing is like with Crohn's I was off you know first off you're nervous about the date right and then I'm also doubly nervous about having to potentially eat in case it has a bad effect on me and then if, it, if you do have to go to the bathroom having Crohn's you can be in there for 40 minutes that date thinks you've done a runner right you know like God. it's just not good like you know it you know, I'm glad my wife didn't didn't uh, do a runner when I went to the toilet for 40 minutes on our first day.
0: <laughs> she just sat there and thought, "This is worth the wait." Yeah, I'm gonna wait for this guy. Yeah, that's um, that's not that's so, not fun.
1: So you know, but on a on a real note though, like it definitely did put a a hindrance throughout me kind of getting out of the house, doing things. I was always nervous to go out and just to leave the house for more than like you know 15 minutes or to even go that far that far afield you know not knowing where toilets are going to be it can you can have flare ups at any time you can have you know your tummy can uh, do a somersault at a moment's notice Um, without going into too much detail you know I don't want to obviously you know it's, it's quite a disgusting um thing that happens inside your body with Crohn's disease um and I think that's why a lot of people don't always talk about it or feel embarrassed to talk about it um I've never really particularly felt ashamed by it or anything like that I don't don't think think it's it's great to talk about it it's not something you should be ashamed of um but it, it but I understand that it's not the easiest thing for people to talk about or for people to want to talk about um so for me you know it was always I think that's partly why I ended up becoming a bit of a loner and staying in and, you know, reading books and reading magic books and learning magic and just kind of, you know, keeping myself to myself because I was always scared or nervous to to go outside in case I'd end up too far away from a toilet and have an accident.
0: And did you, so then that good group of people around you, when you started having to sort of travel the world and I'm sure your schedule was just ridiculous, like bananas all over the shop... Did that group kind of keep you feeling safe and stable, that you could travel freely and do multiple gigs in a week?
1: Yeah, but, you know, the people who work with me and my team are amazing. Um, And and I think that's one of the things that kind of made me really focus on getting better was the the, the people around me. Because when I got ill, I was like, uh, initially you think oh man my life's over you know i'm not i've been told by the doctors i can't perform magic again that's you know i've got arthritis and all the joints in my body i've got Crohn's. you know this is the worst thing ever but then the realization hits you that actually you know what it's not even about me i've got responsibilities i've got my family who rely on me to bring in an income for the family you know i've got like you know, 12 people who work in my company whose you know, mortgages and bills that they've got to be paid, and you know, they're going to rely on me to go out there and perform. And if I'm not able to perform, like it, so it, once you have that realization, you have the responsibilities, it kind of forces you, you know, I have to come up with a solution. I remember when I had that realization when in my hospital bed, um, a year and a half ago, I was like, all right, well, the doctor's telling me that I can't shovel cars anymore, I've got arthritis, I might not be able to perform. In the way that I used to, so I went to autopilot, uh, thinking, "All right, how can I create magic where I don't use my hands? I don't. It's not me physically performing it. I put the magic in the audience's hands and empower them to create magic. Is is that a thing I could do? You know, and I, I ended up writing a hundred ideas down of how to kind of still do magic without being able to do magic. Mm. Um, you know, I think sometimes responsibilities they can be a burden on you, but they can also inspire you to. You know, to do something great, and it's the responsibilities and the, I guess, to a certain extent, the the pressure, of thinking that I've got all these people relying on me, that forced me to not let this illness stop me.
0: But it's incredible that you saw that pressure as a sort of impetus to get back to doing what you want to do rather than it crushing you, because that is a lot of pressure. That is a lot of people that you love that you know could be vulnerable if you're not working. And I do think it's incredible that you did that. So correct me if I'm wrong. So so the the illness that you've had to recent, more recently heal from is you had a, um, a bout of food poisoning and that triggered... Arthritis Is that how it Yeah, so manifested? so
1: the food poisoning combined with Crohn's, big, big problems. Yeah. Yeah, the worst thing could, that could happen for a Crohn's sufferer. Um, but then it caused the Crohn's to spread to a different part of my bowel. And when it spreads into that part of the bowel, one of the side effects can be arthritis. Wow. And I ended up with arthritis in 32 joints in my body. Um, my fingers, my toes, my hands, uh, my shoulder, my neck. Like I, I, There was days where I woke up, I couldn't walk. Uh, I couldn't get out of bed, couldn't physically move. Um, so, you know, I've worked over the last couple of years with uh, rheumatologists, uh, different doctors. Um, the NHS have been absolutely amazing. Um, and, you know, I, I, I was bedridden for a lot of time, so I kind of lost myself in books and, you know, just got addicted to kind of, you know, trying to find... A way out
0: of the situation. I was sent your reading list before this by your team and I was like... He can't have read, Who sent like, my 200, reading list? 200, so, 200 books in a year. I Literally, was. I thought I was a bookworm. Bloody hell, you read me out of the water. It was insane.
1: I can't believe they'd given my reading list away. Yeah, I loved it. It was that's a very exciting read. I didn't realise they... Great I'd, books
0: on there. Can you say what you watched your favourite book secret. in the last year? Is there any...
1: Um, I'll pick my favourite author. Okay. Yeah, Ryan Holiday. Okay. Uh, he's wrote, I think he's got seven or eight books. I've read, uh, read all of them. Um, and uh, the first book of his I read was called Trust Me, I'm Lying which I just thought was a really funny title. Yeah. Um, and it's it was more about that's that's his book about um about marketing in a modern age, um which you know, but using like social media and stuff like that, um, to, to have an impact and to cut through, which for a person of you know, who kinda of grew up on the YouTube, uh putting out YouTube videos, you know, and grew up on social media, I thought it was very informational and I really mm. enjoyed it. Um but but then his other books that I read, um like Obstacle is the way um, An ego is the enemy. They're all based on Stoic philosophy, which is, I, and I don't necessarily say that I follow it religiously, but I, you know, I've kind of a, it, I came across it whilst I was in hospital, and definitely some of the attitudes and some of the, the paths that they choose to take and where they look at life as a, as a Stoic uh, practitioner, um, definitely helped me. So I, 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 guess I'm kind of a bit of a Stoic. Uh, person because but not in the typical sense of what this word stoic means. Stoic philosophy was um, a guy called Zeno I believe it was who first started it and he would basically uh, not preach but like he'd teach students um, the art of living the good life and how you know and he teach them his philosophies and then it went on to be something that was used by you know by the one of the biggest emperors of the world uh, Marcus Aurelius um, and if you look at a lot of the successful people in the world, or a lot of people that we look up to, uh, such as uh, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Barack Obama, um, they've all taken kind of these stoic philosophies and used them in their own lives. Um, and they often reference Marcus Aurelius' book, The Meditations. Wow. So, you know, it's, you know, I mean, I'm amongst good company following in the paths
0: you of the stoics. You are. Tick that box for sure
1: so ryan holiday my favorite author okay i'll take that uh, one. anything by him i would recommend
0: okay i've not read any so i'm fascinated you know i'm an absolute bookworm so any good recommendations i'm always you know hungry to hear about so so when you're you're in your hospital bed it's it's one thing to know you've got that pressure and that you have the desire to heal or find new ways to be able to do what you absolutely love and then it's another thing to actually do it so how did you find that motivation when As you said, for days you might be bedridden or can't get out of bed. Your dexterity is your everything at that point. You know, you you need to be nimble and agile to be able to do your job. So you're having to think outside the box. What was that healing process? How did you start to get yourself out of that hospital bed and get back to the life that you wanted to lead?
1: I realised the purpose that I had to get out there and do. You know, the the realisation of having the responsibilities but then also having fans out there who maybe you know who are going to worry about me who are going to want me to get better um it gave me the purpose and the drive but I needed to kind of not let these people down that was the main thing I'll be honest it was not letting other people down but I think it was a good catalyst to kind of cause me to like to do something and have
0: you got a strong willpower naturally or is that something that you had to kind of dig deep and cultivate during that time
1: I think anybody who's got Crohn's disease and is surviving it has incredibly strong uh. willpower. Um I don't think you have it naturally. I think you learn from dealing with the adversities of everyday illness. Um But I do think, you know, I grew up on a council estate in Bradford, not the typical or the best start or choice that you would definitely choose. If you had an option, where do you want to grow up and, you know, what upbringing would you like to have? Council of State in Bradford not the top of the list well, I you know I loved it uh, it was my life I wouldn't change it for the world but it wasn't the easiest start but if you think about it like growing up going up there and kind of honing my skills performing magic to the kids on the estate you know getting beat up every day getting laughed at, kind of the stuff I had to go through Um, my dad was in jail you know like my mum was really young when she had me so you know not really having a big proper family group around me it caused me to kind of have to find myself at a very early age Um, and as I said I was still it only it's taken me to adult life to properly find myself but I was finding out about things and teaching myself and kind of, you know, looking after myself when I was young. And I think that set me in good stead to be able to deal with anything. You know, people say to me, do you ever get nervous performing in front of, you know, people like you, you perform in front of celebrities or you perform in front of big crowds? I'm like, I used to have to perform in front of, you know, Sonny and Dean on Delphal Estate, yeah, who would literally scary. batter me if yeah. this trick wouldn't go right. Ooh. That's scary. So yeah. if I can deal with that, you know, I can perform anywhere. Oh, that is um, genius! And and I think that that did set me up for everything in my life. You know, I I don't look at problems and think, oh no, this is the end of everything. Initially, you might have that instant reaction, but you know, I always try and approach things like the the book that Brian Holiday uh, re- uh, wrote uh, called "Obstacle Is the Way" is exactly about this. It's about the obstacle that's in front of you is often the way you have to go through that obstacle to learn about yourself, to learn, to develop ways to deal with anything.
0: Mm, and as I've said, like I think culturally, especially in the world that we live in today, where everything is so quick—you order something, it comes that day. You know, TV. What do you want to watch? You've got two hundred channels to choose from. You can go on Netflix. You've got bloody millions of things. Everything is quick. Everything is instant. So when we're faced with obstacle. We're getting less able to deal with that, I think, as you know, culturally. I think, especially in the UK and other, you know, countries that have access to technology and the, and the modern world, we're getting less able to deal with that. But it's still important, and I can certainly relate to a lot of what you've said. With the moments that I have found the hardest, where I've ha- you know been feeling so low and so awful, been on antidepressants or whatever, they're the bits where actually. Moving through them or working with them is where you reach a sweet spot or where you find a new thought which leads you yeah. to a good place. It's, and we don't want to go that route. God, no. We want to go the easy route. But it's like what we
1: was mentioned talking about earlier on when we were talking about failure. Um, it's those those moments where you hit rock bottom that you learn the most from. And I think, you know, if you go through life and everything just goes perfectly then you might have a good life but you probably haven't you know you probably you don't learn how to deal with with negative situations yeah, and coping just and coping. coping yeah um so i i do think that adversities are the makers of the some of the you know some of the best moments of your life um if you look at some of our favorite music artists uh you know of the last decade or whatever like, you know uh, amy winehouse Eminem, um, you know, these are people that you can hear in their songs. They've had pain. They've yes. had a lot of hardship, um, but it's it's they've come out the other side. But they wouldn't have been that person that they are without that hardship. Mm. So that's why I kind of, I embrace my the the situation I grew up in. I embrace the Crohn's disease. I embrace you know anything that negative, any negativity that can get thrown at me. You know, bring it on, man. Like you know, we got to, <laughs> like there's nothing. If if we can survive this, then nothing can stop us. Mm. And and I think that you also need to realise, you know, like, it's very easy for me to sit here uh, as someone in the public eye, as someone who has a lot more luxury and options available than, than maybe I would have done back when I was living on state Estate. Um, but, you know, it, I really do think it's about attitude and perspective. And one thing I would say, is, you know, it's like, you know, it's... So easy to like sweat the small stuff. It's so easy to get caught up by the little things, you know, like you can you can watch the news every day, um and live in constant fear. Yeah. Because, you know, we're often told the negative stuff and we're often told things to be worried about. Um or you can you know, you can like only watch the news once a week and only worry about it once a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You'll still know it. Like in the news that you watch on a Friday, if you watch it once a week, it's, they're still going to tell you all the news that's happened in the week. Oh, bloody hell. On Our news hasn't episode. changed for
0: 12 months, has it? It's been yeah. the same headline for 12 months. We know what it... Well, for two years, it's not going to change. We yeah, know so, the headlines.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, you know, it's about, you know, just taking each... Just living in the moment, being mm. present, and, and not listening to everything that everyone tells you. Mm. You know, making up your own decisions. We're in control, we like know. I said, we're in control of our own destiny. And... You know, if we can all do amazing things. You know, I, I've i become a magician from Bradford. You know, I've travelled the world with a pack of cards. I, I never in a million years would have thought that my life would turn out the way it did. Hmm. But thanks to the imagination and a little bit of self-belief, um, here we are.
0: Oh, that's so brilliant. And long may it continue I can't wait to see what you've got in store for us next I can't wait to see your new show I can't wait to watch it with my son because to sit and watch his face it is joy like for a mum you just go oh my god look at him he's just complete I mean I'm in disbelief but he is just he's been taken to another world and it's its really special and I think what you do on an entertainment level but also just how you speak is really important so thank you so much for your time today and thank you so much for, for coming on Happy Place thank you very much what a total legend dynamo slash steven thank you so much for spending your time with us i so enjoyed that his new show dynamo beyond belief launched on sky one and now tv this week do go check it out and steven stay safe mate we're sending you so much love and we hope that you fully recover really quickly Okay, more episodes of Happy Place coming in the weeks ahead. We've got a couple of absolute corkers for you. So don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes of the show every Monday straight to your phone. You can do that for free on your podcast app of choice. And to find out who's on next week's show, find us on Instagram at happyplaceofficial. Thanks again to Dynamo. Get out soon. To the producer, Matt Hill at Rethink Audio. And to you lot for listening. So appreciated as ever. I'll see you next week. Stay safe. Stay home.